goes in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. How fucking cold has it been today? Oh my god, it is so bloody cold. And of course, I've just moved into the house, yeah. which is the coldest house in the world, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And I was sort of like setting up like my little you know, office to work on. I was like working on today's script. Don't and call it an office. It's a fucking, it's one of those picnic tables with a laptop on it <laughs> and an Xbox. To a homeless man, that's an office. How many right? offices have an Xbox that aren't shitty NFT houses or cryptocurrency dickheads? Don't judge my office. You're the hype right? officer of your own brand. Okay, I'm not. Shut up. Okay, chief, and it's retro. Chief right? vibes officer. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> and. Does that mean my whole life is tax deductible? Probably. Lots of vibes. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so cold today. I was actually thinking of the movie. Have you seen Event Horizon? Yeah, of course. Well, you know, the guy shows up and starts, you know, shooting fireballs like yeah. around the house. I really wish that dude would show up in my house right now and start letting off a few fireballs. It would be appreciated. <laughs> Just warm things up a little bit, you know. It's fucking cold though. Oh my god, my poor ass! <laughs> like I'm vegan, I go to the toilet like eighteen hundred times a day. I don't like having to take my pants You're off. Shitting icicles. Oh my! God. You're the worst version of Mr. Freeze. <laughs> I'll give you a Mr. Whippy. Eyes <laughs> to see, eyes to pee you. <laughs> I've started um, losing a tiny bit of weight. And if I, uh-huh. by this time next year, if I keep going the way I'm going, yep. I'll have enough loose skin to be my own torn torn. Oh. And I'll just wrap myself up in a human flesh blanket. That'd actually, be, yeah, no, that'd be nice. Or you just tuck Lou away when she's cold. Yeah. She gets colder than you. Have her little head poking out. Quattro lips. <laughs> <laughs> she could like just read a fortune to yeah. like travellers. Cosplay I like it. sorted. I like it. Yeah. Oh my god! And you can also like sneak her into the movies for free. Yeah. Just like wrap her up. Who's gonna check the fold? Exactly. No one. No one's looking in there. <laughs> no one but doctors and very adventurous pickpockets. You know what it is? It's like luggage inspections and seat on the bus. You know, and cavity searches. If mm. you're too eager, it yeah. will never happen. No. Well, the next time you're on a crowded bus, just like tap the seat next to you while you make eye contact with the person coming down the aisle. Yeah. And really excitedly, just like, ah, ah, <laughs> tap the seat next to you. Guaranteed no one will have to sit next to you. <laughs> Same with a cavity surge. If you just yeah. go through like the little x ray machine, drop your pants and present, <laughs> you're not getting searched. No, the guy with the rubber gloves just knows you have got a duck's vagina and I'm going to get lost in the various dead end caverns. <laughs> See episode three of Gavin in the Woods. Um, you know what? And that's also one hell of a stellar... I think we should start like in arguments. Be like, you, sir, are a duck's vagina. That would have been a kind of 18th century insult. Mm. Back Ooh. when science first started and some guy turned up at the science club. They asked, what have you done this week, Jerry? Well, I threw rocks at a, a large indigenous piccaninny. And then, what did you do, Gerald? I dissected a duck's vagina. What was it like? Cavernous. (laughs) For science. (laughs) (laughs) Is this science? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I had someone write notes down about it. I was like, did it? It so. was Marquis de Sade who did it, but <laughs> I thought this was the Miscreant Society. Dear Playboy Forum, you won't believe what happened to me today. <laughs> And she got her head stuck in the clothes dryer, which in our day was a mangle. <laughs> you know what? You know how there is that there's that restaurant, I believe it's in Korea, that serves nothing but penis. What? It serves like nothing but penis from all different animals. Okay, so it's just it's the penis. Or maybe it's China. It Okay, it's so it's a penis restaurant. Just okay. nothing but penis. and then it's like fifty ways to, you know, cook. Yeah. Penis. Yeah. Do you think there's a vagina restaurant out there where they just serve nothing but like the vaginas of animals? Probably. A lot of blokes would be too scared to eat there. <laughs> They'd see it as unmasculine. <laughs> I don't yeah, going out of shit. business. I don't need that shit. There's a very disappointed chicken <laughs> just sitting there going, of course you fucking don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, but when it comes around reciprocal. Oh. <laughs> For all the scientists at home freaking out, yes, chickens have cloacas. I know that. Because I'm a man of the world. (laughs) I told you that restaurant would fail. (laughs) I fuck one chicken. (laughs) Do they call me John the Baptist? (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Well, that's a rather disturbing start to this uh, topic. When don't we have a disturbing start? Look, there was the April of 1921. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a warm summer evening. <laughs> That's all I've got. Yeah. Hey, okay, you know how there's that weird thing? It's like half of the world tells temperature via centigrade? Well, yeah, there's the imperial system and the metric system. So we in Australia, of course, have the metric system, which is fucking brilliant. Yeah, which freezes, is like Celsius. Freezes yep. at zero. Yep. Boils at 100. Yeah. So water freezes at zero, boils at 100. And Americans have... Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. So water boils at I don't know what, and it freezes at minus something, which is dumb. Well, see, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, Because when we were talking about like the temperature and it being like yeah. zero, is zero here the same as zero over there? Is there a temperature difference? Well, no, of course not. It's just the way you measure it. <laughs> Fuck. What? Did you boil the water twice to make it hotter? What are you... What? No, but I'm saying, like, is is our zero the same as their zero? Or is their zero starting at a different point to our Their zero, zero starts at a different point to ours. Oh, okay. So what's their zero? I, look, let, we'll have to look this up. Because it's like it's that old argument of, like, when you get in the elevator, I say you're on the ground floor and then you go to the first. But Americans say that you're in the first floor and you go to the second floor. Yeah, that's strange. Chaos. It's just madness. Yeah. This is how world wars happen. (laughs) So I'll just go with where does water freeze Fahrenheit? Okay. Wait, you just come to my house at the moment. Oh, hello. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Water freezes at 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Seawater freezes at 28.4 degrees Fahrenheit. So what does that mean? So where does water boil? So, 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. It's just so fucking dumb. I, I, what? Hang on. So, what does zero mean in America? Well, it's below... Zero is below freezing. Water boils. Uh, it doesn't even tell me here. Oh, what the fuck? 
211 degrees Fahrenheit is water boiling. Oh, that's hot. That sounds really hot. It sounds very hot. Yeah. It's, it's such a typically bombastic American way of saying things. And what's, what's our temperature when it boils? Well, at, at normal yeah. uh, air pressure, it's 99.77. And the Americans got to do it at 211. Oh, my God. Everything is bloody overkill. Everything has to be bigger and more dramatic. Do you think that's why they did it? I've long said this, though. The one beautiful thing about the, the imperial mm-hmm. system is that 100 degrees is exactly too hot to mow the lawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because just think of the way you're saying that when someone goes, go mow the lawn. No, it's 100 degrees out there in the shade. Okay, you've, you've obviously put way more thought into this than I I have. It's a comedy bit I could never get to work. Oh, That's, okay. They come here to die <laughs> here in the podcast <laughs> Pet Cemetery. What does that As soon as you have to start thinking about it, you've got to start doing math. No one wants to do math at the comedy gig. No, they don't, unless it's how many beers can I afford. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Well, you know what? Basically, it is the opposite of really fucking hot. It's really cold. Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to when it's really hot. Yeah. Which sounds, you know what? It sounds a lot like the atmosphere of our topic of this week. No. Extremes of heat and cold. Okay. Oh, who knew? You know what? This week we're having a bit of a look at a cryptoid. Hey. Not its vagina, I hope. Or does it have a cloaca? We will be delving into the depths. (laughs) Is its dick on on sale at a restaurant anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure. I've never been to the restaurant. I can't. They have tell like you. one of those American challenges. If you can finish a whole cock squatch cock, <laughs> you eat for free. <laughs> oh, nobody could take a whole cock squatch. Oh. oh, I don't know. Kobayashi could. Oh, my God. It'd be one of those things that you'd have to just put out for decoration. <laughs> you know, just put in the crystal cabinet. No one could ever actually use it. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Would it this week? Look, we often see a magnitude of terrifying creatures on the big screen and we often say, thank heavens that those things aren't real. But what? What would you do if you were to find out that two of the creatures that scared you the most as a child were actually based on a real creature with a much deadlier No. Oh, yes. Time to raise yourself up high off the floor and make sure your heart doesn't beat too fast lest the graboids get you. No! And the sandworms of June take you down into the desert sand. In this week's episode of The Spice is Worm Poop. Or this worm will graboid your attention. Hey, hey. Or the Mongolian death worm. That sounds so much better. How kick-ass That's is that? That's a great name. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure it would work as a wrestling name. The Mongolian death worm. It's more of a sex move. <laughs> <laughs> Are you down to MGW? (laughs) It just centers around you having like one of those really just like kick ass hats. (laughs) And you're to do it on a horse in a field. Oh, jeez. In a yurt. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is literally all the back half of the Kama, Su- Kama Sutra. It's just doing what you've already read, but in the yurt, in a hat. Just as a quick side note, and this is horrendous, but this is the time. These are the times we live in. Oh, speaking, are you, is this, are you going to appeal for yurt money? No, is that what this is? Yurtrion, <laughs> give us money to build our yurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, so as we all know, Shinzo Abe, the former Prime Minister of Japan, oh. was assassinated this yeah. week. I reckon it was about maybe 30 seconds before I started seeing the first memes. Because mm. I follow it in real time. They move fast, they move fast, yeah. It's totally turned into a sex meme. Because people are like, people are now describing Shinzo Abe as a sex thing because that's how badly I smash my girlfriend's back out each week. I know, isn't that fucking bad? What's wrong with people? I don't know. What's wrong with people? Do not go looking for moral guidance on Reddit. That's all I'm going to say. The man was a hero to the people of Japan. Well, to some of them. (laughs) Well. Not to that guy. There's at least one person. One very very thrifty (laughs) DIY cosplay guy. Who homemades a gun? For those who don't know, he was shot with a homemade gun. Come on, we both grew up in mining towns. We know who makes homemade guns. <laughs> Fucking everyone. I know a guy that shot his fingertip off with a homemade gun. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, he was a ex-military man. Yeah. 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 So. Homemade blunderbuss. <laughs> Kaplow. Like, imagine got like spoons and shit coming out of this thing like you've just robbed a stagecoach. <laughs> oh, my God. I just filled it with, imagine it being filled with like... A thousand of those. You get those little plastic fish with your soy sauce. <laughs> and glitter. <laughs> if you're going to kill a public figure, put glitter in your blunderbuss. I know. So, or like little little pusheen cats. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows what's going on. <laughs> what the hell? Is this, is this a party or not? I'm is not a, sure. Is this a pride event? <laughs> the gayest soccer protest ever? What's going on? Oh, my Lord. Oh, that'd be <clears throat> fabulous. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks for throwing that in. That's okay. (laughs) I'm so tired. Oh, Lord. Where were we? Okay. Mongolian death worms. Not a sex position. Um, Now, as far as cryptoids go, this one is pretty unique. It's as ugly as it is deadly and even more elusive. Now, look. As with most things, Western civilization is a little slow to the party. Yeah. Having only discovered is its existence about 100 years ago. But it has held its fascination for all of this time and for centuries before for the people who've lived alongside and travelled through the Gobi Desert. The creature has stalked the sands for longer than they could recall. Oh. Luckily for humankind, the Mongolian death worm is much smaller than we have seen represented <laughs> on the big screen. It always the worm's always smaller, ladies. It's always smaller. <laughs> it's it's always you know yeah. It's all mood lighting. Yeah. It's never actually a suspiciously small banana. Yeah, that cigarette lighter for scale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A one they've ordered a one fifth scale banana off the internet. <laughs> you get there, god damn it. Oh, Lord. Now, the Mongolian death worm, or Olgi Gokhoihoi. Jesus Christ. That sounds like a Welsh town when you say it. So, Fucking hell. 
Of all the offensive shit we do on this podcast, our attempts to genuinely read the names of small villages and and imitate accents are by far the worst. <laughs> what? My accents are spot on. We're just so fucking white. My accents are so spot on. Because we, we go to these places and we're like, yeah, good night, you're called Nepal. <laughs> Done. No, I'm trying to say it. I, it's, it's the people of like... Um, yeah, uh, Mongolia renaming <laughs> things just to get us to move on. Okay, how would you say this then? It's O L G O I dash capital K H O R K H O I. You just read me a fucking password. I can't see it. Algoi Kokai. Did you just fucking raise the deadites? As it is called. <laughs> By the nomadic tribes of Mongolia. Oh, of course. In my defence, who speaks the language of the nomadic tribes of Mongolia except the nomadic tribes <laughs> of Mongolia? We're all descended from Genghis Khan. We really should. Oh, he was such a root rat. He if was. you were to believe the statistics. Yeah. And he pretty much fathered half of everyone on the planet. Yeah. My God. <laughs> if the yurts are knocking... <laughs> If the yurts are rocking, don't bother. The Mongolian <laughs> death word. <laughs> it was him. Uh, oh, oh no! Look out for Khan's trouser snake. <laughs> <laughs> Coming here to destroy your loins. That's why it's called the old koi because it's hard to talk with your mouth full. Oh God! Yak uh, hair. <laughs> oh Lord! It is. <laughs> And this is how Khan referred to him. Oh. As a deadly worm-like creature that exists beneath the sands of the Gobi Desert. The creature lives mostly under the sand, but on occasion. Some say more often in the warmer, also some say in the wetter months. It is known to rise up from the sand and kill the wetter months when Genghis Khan's in town. <laughs> it's just all the ladies. It's all the pussy juice. <laughs> Genghis. <laughs> we haven't even domesticated the cat, but we know what pussy juice is. <laughs> now, the average death worm is about four to five feet long. Jesus. And is the general shape of fat sausage. Oh. Its name translating as... Intestine worm. Yum. The creature also has the unattractive feature of being blood red. So that it looks like a segment of disemboweled intestine. Okay. Hot. Because life isn't hard enough. Oh, it gets better. Okay. It is alleged. Oh, God. That the front and rear end of the sandworm are almost identical. With strange barbs emanating from each end. Oh, God. Which, ow. It's just difficult. Like, it's difficult on the way in. It's difficult on the way out. Like, that's not good for anybody. It's like an Oki strap. The one thing that does differ between the two... The two ends, that Okay, is. yep, yep. And I really do hope it's the head end. Uh. Is the fact that one end shoots a venomous liquid, which is almost immediately lethal. Jesus. Lethal, and some stories note 
that, as well as deadly, this venom is also quite acidic. The fucking... So picture Michael Bean's face at the end of yeah. Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> just the queen had shot her butt at it. Uh, it really sounds quite fun all around. Yeah. It sounds great. It's so much worse than the South African queef lizard. <laughs> And I know what you're thinking. I will just sneak out from the other end. Okay. No, it's ambidextrous. Well, it ain't going to be much better from that end because either touching the body is fatal as the creature produces an electric shock upon touch, like an electric eel. And it's fatal to anyone foolish enough to attempt to touch it. Uh, Small note, its skin is also as toxic as its spit. The fuck kind of hell spawn is this? How great does that sound? That's what you want to find while you're hiking. No, don't look for a picture. I've got a picture here. Okay. All right. The creature has also been reported to kill people up to seven feet away. Oh, my God. From where the creature has surfaced, because basically it'll just... It can projectile spit at you. It's a redneck. (laughs) (laughs) Although some... Over time, I think some of these stories may have been exaggerated. Um with one story suggesting that the creature even has psychic abilities and can kill you just by looking at you. Okay. (laughs) But considering you never know which end is looking at you, you know, um, can you imagine if just it points its asshole at you and kill (laughs) with one look from its asshole? Well, I made a Moroccan curry the other night and I'll tell you what, anyone who pointed their asshole at you could kill you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, would you like to see an artist's rendition? Oh, we've got an artist. We don't have a photograph? Um, There are no known photos. Okay, let's have a look at the Mongolian death worm. This is the artist's rendition of a Mongolian death worm. Would you like to describe it to our listeners? Um, Okay, it looks like something from the upside down, basically. Mm -hmm. It looks like an intestine with like a basically a classic Frank Dune Mm-hmm. Frank Herbert's Dune mm-hmm. spiky mouth. It's oozing everywhere. It looks like the world's worst Twinkie. Oh. Basically, it's fucked up. Oh. Yeah, that's that's horrific. Would you travel through the ends of the apocalypse just to eat one more before the world ended? No. No. No, if that was on the Dick restaurant, I'd be saying hard no. <laughs> oh, that's what it takes you to say no. <laughs> I'll eat most dicks, but not that. No. That you found your apocalyptic no. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> I'm walking. I don't need petrol that badly. Yeah, it'd be fine. Oh, just, just a little bit of death worm. No, death worms need love too. Well, they find another death worm. You're racist. To that thing. <laughs> Fucking oath. <laughs> you had it here, folks. <laughs> I'm gonna go paint myself red later. <laughs> red face it. Now, regardless of the fanciful nature of some stories, it is rare to hear these stories firsthand. Whilst it seems many people in Mongolia know someone who knows someone who has a cousin who encountered the Mongolian sandworm and perished, 
Many feel that even talking about the creature or the mere mention of its name is to bring bad luck upon you and your yurt. (laughs) A plague on both your yurts. (laughs) The first published mention of the Mongolian death worm in English occurred in 1922. Okay, yep. When zoologist Roy Chapman Andrews gave a brief description of his scientific journeys across Mongolia. In 1919, in the summer, Roy Chapman Andrews headed a large scientific expedition that was to travel throughout Mongolia documenting its zoological history. It was sponsored rather well by the American Museum of Natural History. There you go. So this is a legitimate scientific endeavour. Yeah. It wasn't sponsored by, like, Nike. Like Red Bull. (laughs) You know, Mongolian death worm lube or anything. Oh, God. This is a legitimate organisation. Doesn't it sound like the worst name for, like, a super hot chilli? Oh, yes. Or maybe you could release a special, like, Gavin in the Woods Mongolian death worm uh, hot sauce. Yeah, let's do it. So you push out your own toxic worm. <laughs> oh, God. That will haunt the sand. <laughs> Shit on the beach. Spraying its acidic juices. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, it's the barbs I don't want to recreate. No. Yeah. Oh. So by the end of this trip, Andrew's party of scientists would publish over 50 scientific papers on Mongolia and the creatures within. This was a legitimate... Yeah. You know. In 1926, Andrews published a book on this expedition called On the Trial of Ancient Man. (laughs) In it, Andrews recalls that he and his party found themselves in Ulaanbaatar, the capital of Mongolia, meeting with the Minister of Foreign Affairs to finalise the details the expedition. <laughs> Foreign affairs for them was just whenever Genghis Khan was going to root someone in another country. <laughs> just so you know, Genghis is coming. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Now nah, he'll be rooting everyone. Just everyone he sees. Yeah, that includes cows, people. Yeah, sheep. Yaks. Yaks. Gnus. <laughs> Basically anything, just if it stands still long enough. <laughs> Mongolian death worms. He'll have a crack. <laughs> Oh my god, maybe that's why we don't see them literally fucked to existence by Genghis Khan. Oh my god, it was the we turned it into turned them all into fleshlights. Oh god. He truly is. He didn't mind a barb or two. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. He's just so horny. This... Only one thing could sate him. Well his dick would have been like fucking elephant feet. It'd have just been thrashed so hard. Out the Mongolian death worms. <laughs> it's the only way I can feel. I've been desensitized to human flesh. <laughs> Just the aciding. It brings back the tingle. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. So in his, uh, in his book, On the Trail of Ancient Man, he recalls meeting with the Minister of Foreign Affairs. Then the Premier asked that, if it were possible, I should capture for the Mongolian government a specimen of their 
I'll go Jorge, Jorge. <laughs> I doubt whether any of my scientific readers can identify this animal. <sighs> I could, because I had heard of it often. <sighs> None of those present ever had seen the creature, but they all firmly believed in its existence and described it minutely. It is shaped like a sausage, about two feet long, has no head nor legs. Seriously, it just, it's giving me flashbacks of Tinder. Oh, no. <laughs> it's two feet long, big <laughs> fat sausage. No. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. Look at the banana for scale. <laughs> oh, they all firmly believed in its existence. It is shaped like a sausage, about two feet long, has no head nor legs, and is so poisonous that merely to touch it means instant death. It lives in the most desolate parts of the Gobi Desert, where, whither we were going. To the Mongols, it seems to be what the dragon is to the Chinese. The premier said that although he had never seen it himself, he knew of a man who had lived to tell the tale. Then a cabinet minister <laughs> stated that the cousin of his late wife's sister had also seen it. Oh, I, Jesus. Again, it's getting all very... Oh, it's my cousin's sister, so it ain't illegal. She bent over into the dryer. <laughs> I promised to produce the Allegor High Hall High. Fucking hell. If we chanced to cross its path and explained how it could be seized by means of long street collecting forceps, Moreover, I could wear dark glasses so that the disastrous effects of even looking at so poisonous a creature would be neutralized. Have you ever had a fancier way of saying, yeah, I'll put on some safety goggles first? Your accent is a diplomatic incident. What? <laughs> the Chinese have done less to the Mongolian people than we have. <laughs> no, he's not Mongolian. This is the American guy leading how the do expedition. We know, how do we know he's from a plantation? Because... <laughs> not all Americans are from the South. It was 1926. He was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm collecting my forceps and my safety goggles. All right, I connected with this man, like, spiritually, and I could tell this is his accent, all right? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. How, how do we manage to offend the, the Mongolians and the South in one episode? The meeting adjourned <laughs> with the best of feeling because you weren't there to fucking, you know, throw off the mojo. <laughs> For we had a common interest in capturing the Allegra Jorge Jorge. I was especially happy because now the doors of Outer Mongolia were open to the expedition. All right, all right. <laughs> the Outer Mongolia, <laughs> that is definitely a euphemism for vagina. This is oh in a Mongolia. I'm gonna open. Oh my god! I'm gonna open up a gay nightclub. Yeah, 
and call it Mangolia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I wouldn't be allowed in because I'd have to have an Ongolia. <laughs> Nobody wants to see your, your death worm. They really don't. No. Not even with sunglasses. <laughs> oh, my God. So. <laughs> what a badass zoologist, though. He's just like, this thing will kill you. I got sunnies. Yeah. Oh, I'll put on my safety spectacles, <laughs> which will neutralize its power. And back in those days, they were probably radium glass or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Plus, in my mind, like, he's wearing his shirt, like, just is just one button holding it. Yeah. And just, like, the hair of his chest would deflect any poison. Oh, absolutely. Just neutralizing it immediately with his musky scent. <laughs> and he would have a musk. Oh, spent, oh yeah, through the desert. Woo! Yaks rotting in heat. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Um, so, ten years later, he'd yeah. go on to write about this expedition some more. Would you like to hear some more? I would, yeah. Uh, this was in his follow-up book, The New Conquest of Central Asia. The new one? Mm. Oh, hello. <laughs> Conquest of Central Asia was he in Motley Crew? Well, no, that was it. Was originally it was the conquest of Central Asia, and then when you're like, oh shit, ten years, I'm starting to run out of. Yeah, I need some. I need to bump the sales. Yeah, you, you bring out the new. Yeah, <laughs> with a foreword by Doctor Oz. Yeah, woo! <laughs> I have never yet found a Mongol who was willing to admit that he had actually seen it himself. Because uh-huh. they're all dead. That's literally the reason why. Yeah. Because they're like, if you see it, you're dead. That's why no one is ever like, oh, yeah, I totally saw it. No, you'd be dead. Yeah. If you weren't barbed, you were electrocuted or you are eaten. Um, although it doesn't say they know men who have. Moreover, whenever we went to a region which was said to be a favorite habitat of the beast, the Mongols at that particular spot said that it could be found in abundance. Just a few miles away. <laughs> that is literally, oh, yeah, no, no, not here. Over that hill. Yeah. It sounds like they just wanted to get rid of him and his musky scent. Yeah. It's just, uh, what's what's miles Fahrenheit? I don't know. 400 <laughs> of them. <laughs> yeah, right. That way. Over <clears throat> the ridge. Yeah. Downwind. We, we call it the, uh, <laughs> 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 Oh, Lord. <laughs> Uh, were not the belief in its existence so firm and general, I would dismiss it as a myth. I reported here with the hope that future explorers of the Gobi may have better success than we had in running to Earth. The Alaga Jorge. Jorge. All right, all right. <laughs> Imagine going to Mongolia, mm-hmm. looking for a worm instead of the abominable snowman. Mm-hmm. You fucking amateur. What? No. Not everybody's into the same thing. Spice it up. Anyone could go looking for a big, furry, big-footed, big-dicked walking man. But who goes for, like, a giant, like, blood worm that's ass is identical to its face? <laughs> if that's not getting you laid, I don't know what is. Then again, if he's from the south, he didn't pack for the snow. No. Well, regardless where he was going, he didn't do his own packing. <laughs> I brought my snow parasol. <laughs> <laughs> my snow loafers. 
Oh my god, a hundred percent. Yeah, and just a silk robe. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Do they have beignets? <laughs> they have benjas. <laughs> benjas over. Later. <laughs> Check. Cryptozoologist Ivan Macquarie's life would be changed when, after reading a book by paleontologist Ivan Yefremov, who mentioned the death worm. In his book, this is a fiction, a fictional work, uh, a group of geologists are tormented by a group of Mongolian death worms. He had gotten the inspiration from an expedition in 1946 with the Soviet Academy of Sciences Paleobiological Science, they're scientists. <laughs> with his science expedition <laughs> in the Gobi Desert. Yeah. Paleobiological. Right. There we go. Cool. And would later write a non-fiction book which detailed his conversations with native Mongolians about the death worm. Ivan met a Mongolian student who told his own stories on the worm to Ivan who became obsessed <laughs> with the Mongolian sandworm. He searched through Mongolian literature to find any and all mentions of the Mongolian sound sandworm in which he found the following description <laughs> another more dangerous creature also lives in the gobi the alahoy kakahoy <laughs> kakahoy <laughs> it's just genghis khan in a boat <laughs> It sounds different in, in, in Czech. Hoist the mainsail. I lost your mainsail. It resembles an intestine filled with blood and it travels underground. Its movements can be detected from above via the waves of sand oh. that it displaces. Ivan repeatedly asked for permission to lead an ex expedition into the area. But it wasn't until communism started to basically pack up shop in Mongolia <laughs> that Ivan was granted permission in 1990 to enter Mongolia. Ivan, now in his 40s, leapt at the opportunity. Now, on this expedition, Ivan claims it took, well, let's just say a few bottles of vodka before nomads would open up and reveal their knowledge of the worm. Right. They confirmed that the worm shot a poisonous acid that turned everything it touched yellow. Oh. They also told an unheard story that the creature was attracted to the colour yellow. They told the story of a young child that was playing outside with a yellow ball. The boy was found dead by its parents and a worm trail left by the worm in the sand. So both parents set off after the womb, to, after the womb, after the worm to kill it. But instead, 
both parents were killed by the worms. Ivan also met an old woman who told them, I have never personally seen the Aluga. <laughs> She's old. <laughs> but I have heard about it. I have heard much about it. <laughs> it is said to move about under the sand. <laughs> and when it wants to kill someone, it moves half of its length out of the sand and starts to inflate. <laughs> like my last husband. <laughs> Just half inflate. The bubble on its body keeps getting larger. And in the end, the poison squirts out from it. I think she's she's found something in the desert. I think she has. It's fan fiction at this point. <laughs> yeah, it might be worm-shaped, but... Um, I think we're talking about different worms at this stage. <laughs> I think we are. Yeah, but tell us more stories from your youth, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't see because my head was stuck in the dryer. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it was one of the damn Mongolian death worms. <laughs> I don't know how there was a glass coffee table in the desert, <laughs> but there was. Damn you, Genghis! <laughs> Genghis coming to get you. <laughs> I was just like, Genghis Khan. <laughs> On this expedition... They never actually found a living example of the worm. But how to lure it out is the question. Yeah. How were they going to get one to surface when all others had failed before them? Well, (laughs) Ivan first found out about the Mongolian bloodworm from a book. So he returned to the books for inspiration. Turns out, might not be the scientific manual you were thinking of. Oh, no. All right. Jake, guess which, which book he he reached out for. This is the 90s? Yes. Oh, please don't tell me it's Dune. Namely, Frank Herbert's <laughs> 1965 <laughs> oh, no. novel, Dune. Oh, dear. <laughs> As we all know, in Dune, the sandworms are lured to the surface by rhythmic thumping. <laughs> So Ivan and his team created a thumper, a motor-driven contraption that would rhythmically pound on the surface. (laughs) Oh, the worms are just sitting there thinking, Genghis is back. Yeah. (laughs) He's plowing his way through another nation. So, yeah, they figured it worked for the sandworms of doom, which, come on, let's be honest, have to be based on the blood worms of Mongolia. It's sounding more like it. Yeah. So the circle comes back around. Well, it works in June. Yeah. Why wouldn't it work? Do you know what the problem was initially, though? Mm-hmm. It was all the vodka they needed to face their fears. Yeah. They were already doing the the desert walk. Stumble, 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 stumble. 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 Taxi! <laughs> Where's a kebab stand? <laughs> oh... So they tried their thumper. Would you believe nothing popped up? No. They even tried burying and detonating small explosive charges in an attempt 
to corral the worms. I just want to note this was also the year that the film Tremors was released. <laughs> I'm not saying one influenced the other and the other way around, but, no. you know, uh, for anyone out there who hasn't seen Tremors, you definitely need to see Tremors. Oh, it's redneck jaws. You've got to see oh, it. Oh, my God. It's so good yeah, in the brilliant. desert. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Now, in 2005, a zoological journalist mounted an expedition and came up empty-handed, as did a reality TV series in the same year. I just I just read that a rea- reality TV series had gone out <laughs> looking for the Mongolian death worm. Yeah. And part of my brain straight away went, oh, I hope it was Love Island. <laughs> Can you imagine Love Island destination Mongolian blood worm? Yeah. I would watch the next season of Help, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Oh. If it was filled with Zed graders. Yeah. Just, Actually fleeing yeah. from like Tremor-style, <laughs> yeah. June-inspired. This is Zeke. He's a TikTok star. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> here we go. Oh, my God. No, it turns out, sadly, it wasn't. It was somewhere called Destination Truth. Oh, God. I know. Just, oh, my God. <laughs> Truth is a concept. You can't arrive at it. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> or even The Bachelorette. Yeah, I'd do that. Just just have sandworms that may or may not eat the contestants. <laughs> Every week you survive if you get given a pair of goggles and a, and a glove like a Faraday cage. <laughs> You've just got to stick your... Put your hand in the box. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, my God. That would make the rose ceremony a lot more interesting. If you pull your hand out, you will die. <laughs> Fear is the mind killer. I don't have a mind. Yeah. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> oh, Even, so, unfortunately, they came back with nothing in 2005. Duh. In 2009, a New Zealand news reporter took part in an expedition through Mongolia. Gonna find a sandworm, bro. <laughs> now, to be honest, if anyone's gonna find these things, mm. it's either the Kiwis or uh, an Indigenous Australian. What? Because if anyone's gonna find some animal that they shouldn't fuck to fuck, it's gonna be a New Zealander. No, because we have similar fauna. Mm. Australia has those giant giant worms, mm. so naturally, uh, Aboriginal people who used to live mm. on them would know how to extract them. Yeah, but this is a kiwi, mate. Yeah, well, they'll just fucking start a hungy and it'll come up because the earth is on fire. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, he didn't find the worm, but interviewed many locals. Uh, Have you seen the worm, bro? (laughs) Would you like some? (laughs) (laughs) Because 100% kiwi worm, bro. Uh, All the locals assured him that the creature was real, unlike New Zealand. The only evidence of the existence of these creatures comes from the stories of locals. Eyewitness accounts are rare and no remains have ever been found. So, let's just say there are some that consider the Mongolian death worm to simply be a legend. Yeah. But... The thing to consider here is just as you were saying, in Australia, we actually have a beach worm mm. that lives in the sand, the Astralanaphus terris, <laughs> which is a worm and it lives in certain beaches and it grows up to be two and a half metres in length. Yeah. It's carnivorous. 
It eats cockles, meat, fish, and seaweed, which gets washed up on shore. It's blind, but it has an acute sense of smell. So a sand-dwelling carnivorous worm isn't really that far-fetched. It's really not. The other thing to consider is the Gobi Desert is about 500,000 square miles. Pretty big. And is actually technically growing each year. Through desertification? Because um, we are fucking the planet? Yeah. yeah. Uh, mainly, um, it's encroaching into China, I think, by about 1,900... Is it miles or kilometres? I don't know. A lot. Each year. So they've actually... the China has actually, like, uh, has suddenly, <laughs> for the last few years, have put in a shitload of effort to try and plant, fla- uh, like, fast-growing trees all along its borders. Yeah. Um, because the sand was just basically just encroaching because of deforestation and pollution and us just basically just ruining the environment. So the desert's just been like, hey, hey, boo. Or... Genghis Khan has, like, anime-style reached his final form and is now oh. literally fucking the world. <laughs> Just one square inch of Earth at a time. Boof, boof, boof. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, yeah, so... Who's it- your daddy? Statistically about one billion people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, it's about 500,000 square miles and few people live there. So, it is fair to say that a creature could easily live undiscovered by humanity. Yeah, of course. Just as we are now only discovering and identifying new creatures in the depths of our oceans, perhaps the Mongolian death worm is waiting for its moment to shine. You know what? Of all the cryptids, mm. I'd say this one is probably the most plausible. Mm. I mean, it's probably had some embellishment over the years, like the whole electric thing. And it, it can like it can <clears throat> like psychotrance kill you with a thought. Yeah, like it's the Chuck Norris dick worm. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's real. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just a little bit watered down compared to the stories. Yeah, and I mean the the fact that you know the only people who have you know lived continuously there. Yeah. For you know. Uh, thousands of years you know have always said yes we've seen it we've reported it yeah what do they got to gain yeah exactly you know so it's not hurting their tourist dollars yeah they're not uh, selling t-shirts yeah they're not selling yurts they're not renting <laughs> the yurts out oh no but fascination still continues with the mongolian death worm in 2010 this sci-fi channel Produced a direct-to-TV movie called Mongolian Deathworms, starring Sean Patrick Flannery, the other half of the Boondock Saints. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so this is the premise for the film. Okay, please tell me it involves a college sorority. When an American oil company sets up an experimental drilling platform out in the vast deserts of Mongolia, they awaken a nest. (laughs) The deadly creatures begin to breed and spread, devouring everyone in their path. The only person who can stop them is a treasure hunter, an adventurous seeker, who spent his life searching for a legendary tomb, fabled to be protected by the death worms. He knows he must do what he can to kill the creatures, but stopping these monsters may mean destroying his life's work forever. Oh, no. And let me guess, it was filmed in Georgia? It was filmed in Texas. <laughs> one, of the, one of the main comments um, 
on the reviews yeah. uh, is the fact that it is very clearly <laughs> filmed in the heart of Texas. <laughs> And a lot of people going, did no one even Google what the <laughs> desert looks like? It has a rating of 3.4 out of 10 on yep. IMDb. <laughs> for anyone who's curious, these are some of the like the titles of the reviews for the yeah. film. Bad, but not quite as outright abominable as I thought it would be. Ooh. 3 out of 10. Ooh. Uh <laughs> It was either needlessly confusing or terribly slow. Three out of ten. Uh, another. Did anyone involved in this movie care? One out of ten. Ooh. Uh, another has just said, an hour and a half of your life, you'll never get back. One out of ten. Ooh. And then obviously there's, you know, the people who worked on the project who were all like, it's not as bad as you think it'll be. Eight out of ten stars. I was sexually harassed making this. Please give it a better result yeah, so I it's know. worth it. My kids need to go to college. Six out of ten. Um, <laughs> there's like someone who's just called Texas. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. Nobody shoots here anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. But my particular favourite was the last one, which the title of the review was just Mongolian Death Turkey. Oh. One out of ten. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So, yeah, so basically, you know, an evil mining corporation goes to, like, mine the Gobi Desert and unleashes, you know, the graboids upon the world. Yeah, and the world is, is fucked. And thank God that's science fiction. <laughs> I mean, ah, oh, there is a small note. Um, Rio Tinto... Everyone's favourite. ...has actually... Uh, opened a mine in the Gobi Desert where they will be mining for uranium and we all know how good their record has been. Loved their work in the Octeti Delta. Yeah, uh, what they've done in some South America countries has yeah. been truly awesome. So maybe it's just a matter of time before fiction meets fact, I think, if we're ever about to meet a Mongolian death worm. Yeah. It'll be when Rio Tinto starts packaging them up and selling them by the kilo. Pretty much. I mean, there's uranium there. Shouldn't that be a pretty good giveaway that maybe something in the soil you don't want to disturb? Yeah, maybe we just live. Oh, my God. The uranium is the poop. <laughs> oh, no. No. There is, of course, like, it's one of those things that's very easy to go down the, you know, like the, the rabbit warren or down the Mongolian death worm hole. Um if you go really, really deep, there are people who suggest that um, the Mongolian death worms did exist yeah. and were hunted to experiment uh, to extinction yeah. um, by the Soviets who wanted to use and develop them as a weapon of war. Of course. Um, which, I mean, there's the movie right there. Why you're not making that into a movie? <laughs> Uh, but like I said, that's down a very, very deep wormhole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. But yeah, Rio Tinto's there, so it can't possibly go wrong. Well, we, we might even find out that the venom of these things is what made their athletes unbeatable at the Olympics between 1964 <laughs> and 1978. Well, the swimmers all had bacne. <laughs> it's just someone off screen just rubbing them like in a death worm. <laughs> just watch them grow like Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> <laughs> me swim. Me no able to have baby now. 
<laughs> so many questions answered. Thank you, Mongolian deathworm. <laughs> they say steroids are bad, but not Mongolian deathworm death juice. Yeah, I do not see it on your band list. Show me where it says rubbing oneself or or sticking a Mongolian death worm in your cavernous hole is against the rules. I am Olga has bad back back knee now, Augustin. I am number one Olympic swimmer in all of Western Germany. <laughs> I sound like Schwarzenegger now because I put Mongolian death worm in my orifice. Super fast competitive athlete now. Pride of Russia. Well, of course you're swimming fast because you just want to get the long Barbie thing (laughs) out of your butt. Oh, God. That'd make you move. It would. Oh, God. So there you go. Mongolian death worm. They're not the most common head of cryptoid, but yeah, I think think you're onto something. But a good one. Yeah. Mm. Well, unless you're hiking through the Mongolian desert. Who the fuck hikes through the Gobi Desert? Hipsters, you deserve to die. Not all, not all who wander are lost, but you're dumb enough. <laughs> just die. Shut up! Oh my god! Like maybe just I just want to sleep in a yurt. That's all. Oh, maybe they do. Maybe they're rich trust fund kids who are doing some volunteerism and just making shit worse. Oh, okay. Then they need to be eaten by a Mongolian death. Worm. They do. Yeah, but yeah. there you go. So yeah, just just look out for sand disturbances, kids, and yeah. just remember Genghis Khan. It's carpet. Oh, that yak carpet. <laughs> he sure did. He'll eat the carpet of your yurt. <laughs> He'll carpet your yurt <laughs> and spray his Mongolian death juice all over oh. the roof. Because those ancient people on the step needed to get their titties out for freedom. Titties for freedom.